like to build up all of the uh, all the anticipate. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. Let's say hypothetically that I don't know anything about fly fishing. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like this instant eight-way man crush. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the fence. Yeah. The time we've been doing this podcast, I've never seen Uncle Buck perk up his, uh, his dolphin procreation. Like, you just flipped up out of your chair. Yeah, he just blew out his blow. What are you talking about? And that's pretty much my dream coming true is to actually meet you guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm the humblest Shy guy I know. Humble. Work and uh, do trade shows in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. You meet some pretty wild guys. You blew it! <laughs> I'm the worst PR person ever. Fire me. <laughs> day six, guys. We're down here in the Outfitter Hall, finally. And I know we're going to spend all day Saturday and Sunday here. Yeah. But we yeah. wanted to come talk to Chris first from back. It's, it's backcountry hunters and anglers. I want to get it right. Correct. Okay. Yep. I got you. Will's with me. He come off work. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. I've been waiting to uh, to talk with these guys because they're doing some really big things and across the United States, and and, uh, and now they have a presence in Pennsylvania. So um, We need that. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Okay, well, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers was founded in uh, 2004 in Washington State, out west, by a couple guys sitting around a campfire that decided there needed to be an, uh, sort of an umbrella organization that would wrap up, you know, cover all hunters and all anglers and, and take on the public lands issue and make sure that public lands stay in public hands so that we can hunt and fish now and in the future and that our, our kids have a place to hunt and fish. It's public land. Yeah. Because there's a lot of threats um, against public land across the country um, these days. So that, that's where the idea came from. How does that work? Like out west, how does that work? How do you, how do we lose our land? Well, it's, it's, there's a number of different, a number of different threats. One is outright loss, like an actual change of ownership. From, in, in the West, it's mostly federal public land. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are people that want to take federal public land, which is, a lot of people think it's owned by the government. It's not. It's owned by us. It's owned by the people. Yep. Uh, they want to take that and turn it over to the states mm-hmm. in some places. Well, then the states can do what they want with it. Right. And the state, the state, the way the states work out west, they have to turn a profit on that land. So what happens if something goes wrong and they have fire costs or they, they can't pull enough profit off it, they wind up selling it because they need to get out from under that that uh, you know, yeah. uh, and this is something that you guys have seen out west happen. Oh, it's happened plenty. Yes, yeah, really. you, you, we tell that story all day long about how land has gone, gone into the hands of the state, and then and then winds up in private hands because the state has to sell it. And then what happens is the access is gone, so you can't hunt, you can't fish, you can't ride an ATV, you can't you know graze cattle. Right. You know, people that make you know people that make a living off public land too. We we believe in multi-use. Yeah. We don't want public lands to be just for us there are places where lots of different uses um, are appropriate and so it's not just an issue for hunters and anglers but we're hunters and anglers primarily that are taking it on from the bha angle how did this start boss how did you guys come up with this idea like well i wasn't there it was seven seven fellows sitting around a fire and i think they saw a hole in in the conservation uh groups that were operating in the west at the time they saw a need to fill and and they sort of filled it and what's happened since then is that BHA has done, done well, but it's really taken off. Like in the last four or five years, our, our CEO, Lance Hawning, came on, and Lance brought, 
brought some energy. He's got a, a solid board behind him, and uh, things have really taken off in the last few years. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I can. Uh, if you look on social media from time to time, you'll see the public landowner T-shirts, and mm -hmm. I mean they're they're more and more popular all the time. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, that, that message resonates with people. I Absolutely. Think. And you say you're down here helping in Pennsylvania as well. Yeah, I'm a Pennsylvania resident. I live in State College. So I am the uh, Northeast Public Lands Coordinator for BHA. I'm a full-time employee. And I, uh, my job is to help uh, the Pennsylvania chapter and the New York chapters. Uh, we're a chapter organization like sure. lots of other nonprofit yep. orgs. So my, my job is to help them um, organize a little bit fill out their ranks and have them start, you know, start pounding the pavement and, and working here. And we also have chapters in uh, New England, um, capital region around Washington, D.C. And so they need a little help too, so I'm starting to work with them a bit. But, you know, we're here in the East because there's a lot of folks here that care about the issue. And uh, most of our, not most, but some of our members, a lot of our members in the East hunt out west, and they've been out there to see it. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. They, they want to pitch in and help. And also, we're gonna we're gonna work on eastern issues too. It's not just about sending it west. We've got some things happening in Pennsylvania that we want to work on. Some things in New York we want to work on. Especially so. in Pennsylvania, we don't need any less land for That's hunters. For sure. You know, no. and outdoorsmen in general. I mean, but right. um, if, if there's if there's listeners out there a lot like me, like I'm I'm intrigued. How can I help? You. What can people do to come out and help Chris? Yeah, well, the best thing you can do to help, you know, the future of hunting and, and the future of public land is to join any of the organizations. BHA is great. Obviously, I work for BHA. Yeah. But there's there's other organizations that are working to keep public land public too, like TRCP, um, other partners. Just join any RMEF, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Join join any organization you can and and pitch in, get involved. Yeah. There's a lot of people, um, and I used to be one of them, so I can say this that. I went out and hunted public land all my life and fished public waters all my life and used the accesses and I never really thought much about how it came to be. Yeah. You know, it wasn't an accident. And yeah. we all have a, a, if you hunt public land and fish public water, uh, the more people we have helping out, the better. So get involved a little bit. Uh, if you want to join BHA, that's great. We have a lot of events coming up in Pennsylvania. We have opportunities to do boots on the groundwork. Um, the thing about BHA, I think, is somewhat unique in, in that area is that we do fun stuff. So we have Hike to Hunt challenges coming yep. where you get together with your, oh, your wow. friends and your buddies and you put some miles on between June and August to get ready for hunting season. Nice. And <laughs> while you're doing that, you're going to raise money because you'll have people sponsored you that pledge money to every mile you're going to do. And if you make your miles, you drop a couple pounds, you get fit, yeah. and then people pay a few bucks and it comes to BHA. Win-win. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it's also fun. It's people like-minded people together in the outdoors. Sometimes folks have a hard time with that. You know, there's five percent right. of the population hunts. You know, if you're in a room with a hundred people, it's only five of you. Yeah. There's a lot of folks that want to connect. So hike to hunts one way. We do pint nights, which are casual fun events at, at breweries or other places. You just come and hang out, have a beer. Uh, we're working on some. Some larger events, and then we're going to be at events like the Great Out, Great American Outdoor Show. We'll be at uh, Total Archery Challenge in Seven Springs this yep. spring. We're going to have a big presence there. Yep. And uh, we'll also be at the uh, uh, Compton Big Game Classic in Pittsburgh uh, the third weekend of March. Really. So we'll be there. 
Chris, yeah. how can I learn more about BHA? Where can I go to to learn more, not only learn more if I wanted to become a part of the group or participate in some of these activities? Where can I go and find you guys? Sure. The best place to go is backcountryhunters.org. And you can join there. You can see our events there. You can learn about uh, conservation history. You can learn about uh, advocacy issues that we're working on currently. You can learn about staff. We have uh, all kinds of information there. Another thing that we're working on, and this is, I should tell you about this, there's something coming to, to Pennsylvania um, soon. One of, one of my colleagues from Montana is coming. His name is Sawyer Connolly. And Sawyer, has, Sawyer and uh, his, his partner, Trey, have started a program, uh, the collegiate chapters of BHA. And the, and the idea is to get college clubs set up under the BHA umbrella of, of young young college students that hunt and fish or want to hunt and fish. Yeah. So yeah. that's coming east. Sawyer's coming out here this spring. We're going to talk to uh, students at Penn State. We're going to talk to students at Cornell in New York. And um, I'm where, not sure who's Where was that when we were in college? Yeah. I don't I don't. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have anything like that. When I was <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure I got in trouble for trying to fish in the fish fountain down at our college. Right. There was no. There was no. There wasn't anything. There wasn't protecting anything when we were in college. Yeah. Catching goldfish out of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, we were. Uh, we had fun. We caught a few nice channel cats one night. And put them in the fountain down at that. Just just to mess with the college guy that you always cleaned the fountain because he was fun to mess with. But uh, luckily, they lived forever. They got back to the creek. But we. Had, it was a good time to sit and watch him and go. He's got to get them three big channel cats out of there. What? Yeah. He was a good dude. Oh, nice. But, you know, altogether serious, though, you know, our land's precious. And once you lose it, you lose it. Yeah. And that just can't happen. So I'm really proud of you guys. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Great. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Know, you. Appreciate it. Especially, Thanks. yeah, and, if, and here in Pennsylvania, the, unlike other states, other like – we have a situation where there's a lot, a large population, mm -hmm. and those lands are extremely precious. To your point, every corner of those lands can be precious sometimes. You know? yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for what you're doing, Chris. Come yeah. down here to the 4600 Owl in the Outfitter Hall too, and ask Chris if you have any questions if you get down here to the show. Yep. Come see us. Thanks, boss. I yep. appreciate it. All right, guys. We're down. This is what hall is this, by the way? West Hall. West hall. This is the West Hall. And what booth are you at? Four zero zero two four thousand two. And I'm talking to Seth from Can Cooker. Seth, hey, appreciate you, Uncle Catfish. Yeah, buddy. Buck's with us. Buck. Uncle Buck. It's yep. always a pleasure seeing you. Always good to see you, Seth, and the Can Cooker here. You've you've eaten out of this thing. Captain oh. Mark has has cooked us some amazing stuff. I'm really excited to talk about it because. One of the guys here at Can Cooker just showed me that you can actually make apple crisp in it. Yeah. And you can do about anything. I hear uh, the cool deal is you can do about anything, anywhere, in, in less than an hour. Yeah. Uh, no grease, no oil, no frying. What it does is create a convection oven environment with steam with no pressure. Uh, it all come about, I grew up on a farm ranch in Nebraska. My grandparents used to take an old cream can, milk can. Okay. And cooking that. Put corn on the cob, potatoes, carrots, cabbage, onion, kielbasa sausage, throw in a six-pack of beer, a couple sticks of butter, and in five hours it was done. Oh, my God. You're talking my language. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was great. Nobody had to cook, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the two big pains for making a big meal is somebody doing all the cooking yep. and then Dishes. three people doing all the cleanup. Yep. So when we'd be out branding calves, uh, my granddad had taken and loaded up. The women had vaccinated here. Ear tag, the men would rope, brand, 
castrate and us kids would wrestle. So everybody had a job to do. <laughs> Nobody could be back in the house exactly. and make a meal. Yep. So it kind of did its own thing off to the side. To make a long story short, uh, we ended up changing it quite a bit. Number one, with the material. Uh, cream can wasn't ever invented to cook with. Uh, number two, the design kind of still stayed to the regular shape of why it worked, how it worked with that inside shoulder is definitely key to why it does what it does. Yeah. Um, so we made it smaller, portable, and instead of four to five hours, now we're done in less than an hour anywhere on medium, low heat. Yeah. And Seth, you actually came up with this, like you said. How long ago do you think it was, how long ago was it born? Was this can cooker born? Eight years ago. It's been eight years now. Yeah, the first year we never even took it to market. Um, it was all getting the production done. Then the That was 2010, 2011. We ended up taking it to a couple shows, consumer shows, and exceeded demand yeah. of what we could make. And then um, how long today, have you now been here got, at this show? Oh, shoot, we're 18, so it would have been 2012, about six years, Yeah, it's been a while. And this is, if you guys come down to the Great American Outdoor Show, you can't miss it. Not only looks amazing, it smells amazing, and there is, everybody stops at this corner. Yeah, we're cooking. I think we went through uh, already close to 500 pounds of just potatoes. I mean, we're cooking in here all day, every day, giving away the free food to to everybody who stops by. Uh, We're doing everything from... Our favorite meal, which is the potatoes, carrots, cabbage, onion, kibasa, sausage. But now we're using a can of Mountain Dew. Ours, so it went from a six-pack to now 12 ounces and five hours to less than an hour. Really? Yep. So your only differentiation of your time is once it starts venting steam, 40 minutes. So we got three different sizes, but still no matter... Which size and how full you have it. 12 ounces of liquid, and once it starts venting steam, 40 minutes. You don't shake it, stir it, turn it, nothing. Just put it on and forget about it. Yeah, man. It, it doesn't get any easier than that. Nobody's got to cook. Yeah. And we haven't even touched on it. The best part, nobody's got to clean. Once you're done, let's say we're out camping, tailgating, whatever, even in the house, backyard. When we're done, we'll empty it out. Add about an inch of water or a bottle of water back to it. Bring it back to a steam. Put it So you have to put it back on your heat source. Yep. Let, bring it back to a steam five, ten minutes. Beans, it creates that convection oven environment. Steam rises, hits that inside shoulder, creates that convection oven environment, basically recycles the steam. Yep. Uh, steam cleans the inside. You aren't going to get anything to sanitize, disinfect, and clean better than yeah. steam. No. Yeah. So it, and it, so not only does it clean itself, whenever... Do you ever have anything, nothing actually ever sticks in it that way? If you're steaming it, you can't have anything actually sticking no, it. You have to only, scrub it out. Yeah, uh, the only I'm not going to say you can't have anything stick. The only way is if somebody forget to put the liquid in or have it on too high of a heat source. Burn it. That's what yeah, we say, yeah. medium low. So then we came out with an accessory rack. Let's say you want to take it out and put it on a campfire or something you can't control the heat. Right, right. Put the two-piece accessory rack in the bottom. Lift everything off the bottom a half inch. Therefore, nothing can touch the bottom. No, that's can't perfect. Can't stick, can't burn. Nope. And you have them on these. You have them on little uh, one burner outdoor uh, yeah, propane so stoves. Newer products for us. Uh, all our products are patented. Uh, the cans, design, use, and utility patent. If you know more, please let me, and we'll get that. Um, multi fuel burner. It runs the only burner patented 
to run either off of butane or propane. Comes with a hose regulator to go to a green standard one pound bottle. Yep. Or you can use butane inside. Automatic ignite, no matches, no lighter, doesn't get hot on the bottom. As you can see here, we're cooking on these cloth tablecloths yeah, it's a, it's yeah, all day, it's every day. Um, use it literally anywhere. Um, and you can use it for anything. You can throw a, put two of them together and put a skillet on it. You, you know, put yeah. the, any pot, pan, can cooker. Um, so Seth, Super easy, convenient. You've thought of everything, man. And now, if we could just get the potatoes to peel on their own. Yeah, shoot. Would, that's the best part of the potatoes, that skin, man. All the, all the nutrients, vitamins, minerals. Gotcha. It, you know, oh, yeah, it's I good and good you for you. Yeah. You got your own seasonings. Yeah, all natural, no MSG, and gluten-free. Oh, man. Garlic, butter, salt. He's got onion, pepper seasoning, and the original Creole. Oh, man, this sounds good right oh, here. Yeah. I can't Getting imagine shrimp wouldn't be amazing in this thing. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, so we actually have five. An original all-purpose Creole, butter, garlic, onion, pepper. Uh, even take it a step further, you can see the planks right there. Mm-hmm. Quad-fold design. It's basically a cutting board. So we had a large cutting board in the house. Where do you keep a large cutting board? It's either alongside your yep. fridge, up on top of it. Place I'm you don't want to go get challenged. it. Yep. Yeah, it was never convenient to go get it to use it. So I'm like, man, just think if you could fold that up and put it in a drawer and be right where you need it. So like on that smaller one, you unfold it, lay it on a flat surface. It's perfectly flat. It's handy as anything. So That's now sure. you, you chop up some vegetables on it. Oh, you got to move them to a pot pan can. Cooker now, you can use it as a funnel, oh, it dump turns it into right a funnel. in there, yeah. Fold it up, throw it in your pocket, tackle box, drawer, right with your knives. This is brilliant, man. I didn't even know what this was sitting here until you told me about it. But now That's that you why say that, you got to ask questions, yeah. Man. What do they say? There's no such thing as dumb questions, no, nope. just dumb people. That's, that's yep, absolutely. <laughs> Take this out fishing with you, clean your fish right on. Well, I, absolutely, you know, tackle box. You knew it. That's the first boat. thing I thought about was putting this on the boat and using it for so let's say you don't need that big a space, but you got this one in the boat. Hold it over. You use the backside. Yeah. yeah. The neat deal is now you got this all messy, slimy, whatever. Oh, your fishing rod's going down. Oh, we get, fold it up. All the outside's clean. Throw it in your pocket. Th- put it on the floor of the boat. Yeah. It, it's clean on the outside. Dude, that's uh, awesome. It's one of the so. few to float. It's actually made out of over 50% recycled milk jugs, so stain and odor resistant, uh, and and to lighten your guys' carbon footprint up a little Thank bit. Thank you, absolutely. Yeah, we I do have a huge one. <laughs> what um, I'm excited. Like I said before, like the apple crisp made me excited when I asked about it. Do you have any other desserts that you make in it? Oh, anything from cakes to cornbreads to blueberry oh, muffins. To, we just, our recipe of the month, if you want to hit our Facebook page and like that or sign up on our website, we do uh, recipes of the month. The last one was uh, here in February was, what was it, a red lava earthquake cake. Oh, man. Uh, so like a red velvet cake mm-hmm. mix, and then we made this lava sauce all, all in the can in about 20 minutes. So we might have to stop here soon because I think that mic's going to start malfunctioning. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Seth. Hey, Seth, I, appreciate I appreciate you guys. It. Always enjoy having you out here. And thanks for giving thanks us for a com- little love. Uh, oh, always. Check always. out cancooker.com. Keep cooking. Hey, I'll be by tomorrow. Full steam ahead. I'll be. Hey, hey, I see what you did there. <laughs> He's got four outfits for tomorrow when he comes yeah, by. Yeah, I got to choose my outfits. Right. Just stop by. We'll, we'll give it I'll to you. I'll I'll tease you. All righty, guys. Rick and Wheatless. All right, guys. I am Uncle Catfish. With me is Buck and Sean Holsinger from Holsinger's Fly Shop. Hey, everybody. You know the drill. Rutten River is here on day six of the Great American Outdoor Show. And Triple Toe, we're here with Lee, and they're out of Pennsylvania. Lee, been here for a Multiple years. 
Yep. Tell me all about your coal company, boss. All right. Well, I actually started the company six years ago. I got a patent on a turkey call, and uh, from there, just expanded more and more. So we have friction calls, box calls, mouth calls, pretty much anything to do with turkey. We manufacture goose calls, duck calls, predator calls, deer calls, apparel, whole deal. Yeah, so yeah. A little bit of everything. And good thing about being here at the show, we actually hand-tune everything for people that come to our booth so it's customizable right to the person so it's not just randomly nice nice, nice. yeah and, and i've and i've been around to talk to some of the old other call companies it's hard to do this it's hard to be friends with when you got put l you guys in one little hall but you know what it's really cool to see what little differences all you guys make and i haven't actually seen that one yet so yeah. so four years here at the show this has been a pretty good year, although, once again, on Wednesday, like every year of the show, it did snow and rain and yep. ice yesterday. Tradition. But um, have you guys actually seen, have you guys seen, like, a, a good crowd at your booth this year? Oh, yeah. Good yeah, year? even the days that were supposedly not supposed to have many people, we still had a decent amount of people at the booth. And I thought still... Sunday for the Super Bowl was pretty good, actually. Yep. Oh, yeah. Sunday was probably our best day yet. Yeah. So What's been flying off the shelf this year? Our goose calls are probably... By far our best product, I, oh, would, really? I would say. Just easy to use, and you can do anything. From, I mean, we have guys blowing them for competitions even, and we usually are just killers. We like to shoot and, and hunt nice. everything. But nice. Absolutely. What's your favorite thing but, to hunt, Lee? Um, it's tough to beat a spring gobbler, but I'm pretty into goose hunting as well. So. Are you? Big waterfowl yep. hunter, too? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. You, got a, uh, you got any bucket list hunts before... Uh, I mean, you got a long way for your bucket, but you got any bucket list hunts? Uh, not really. I kind of am just loving PA in New York. It's, yeah. I've traveled to hunt. I've done a lot of big game and a lot of waterfowl hunting around the country, and I kind of just like being home. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. We have a guy coming up to talk to him tomorrow that just went on a Marco Polo hunt, and uh, I can't wait to hear nice. that story because that sounds like a long way to go and a lot of hassle to go on a hunt. So that sounds... <laughs> yeah. And there's got to be a story or two behind that one. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I'm going to tell him that I know a guy, Lee, that has a Marco Polo call. we got to start working on that. <laughs> we to call him down off the mountain. We get some of that working for you. <laughs> yeah, boss. You guys, have, uh, you guys have anything that you saw here? Uh, other vendors that were interesting to you guys this year? I mean, there's a little bit of everything. You can find pretty much anything you're looking for. I'm pretty simple when it comes to stuff, so yeah. I don't really need anything. But if, if there's anything you need, it's probably here. I say that same so. exact thing every year. I tell my wife, listen, I'm not going to buy anything this year. I don't really need anything. Mm -hmm. I've spent like $600 already on stuff that I don't need. But I saw it and went, oh, I, I need that. I, I have one, but that was nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Before long, we'll... Uh, before long, hopefully, we're going to make our way around this outfitter hall. Lee and, and Triple Toe Calls, they, um, they do great work. Come see them down here at Booth. I don't see it. It's in a 3600, Al. Yeah, we're in the East Hall. I believe. Yeah. 3612? I think that's it. I'm not sure. Well, you'll see them. You'll see them down here. And make sure, can they find you on Facebook, Instagram, yeah, things like both. that? Yep. Gotcha. Triple Toe Calls and Triple Toe on Instagram. Yep. Website. Can they jump on your website? They can jump on your website and order any of this stuff. Yep. I take it as well. Yep. Guys, go check them out. Rig them weedless. I figured. 
<laughs> hey, folks, we're at the Great American Outdoor Show down here in Harrisburg, PA. I got Mark Brubaker with me, pro staffer for Mountain Hall Game Calls. My right hand man, Gerald Foster. And uh, we're having a lot of fun selling calls this week. How about it, guys? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a great week so far. Gerald's been selling mouth call. He's a champion caller. And uh, we are the oldest game call company. I know you guys hear me say that all the time. We've been here 36 years. That is uh, so, amazing. Yeah, we're the oldest game call company in the show. And uh, we, we owe our customers a big thank you. How about it, Gerald? We do. We do. We've been here a long time. And, and uh, every day of the show, it seems like we have three or four of the people that have been coming for 30 years to see us. It's, it's been amazing. How about yesterday? We had all that snow, and I thought, well, it'll be slow today, and we still had a banner day. We had a great day. And uh, people just come People just come to see us. I, I always say if if we weren't here, there might be a death threat on our life. Like, uh, where are you guys? Absolutely. They come They come looking for us every year. It would yeah. be like if they took the freaking milkshakes away from Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, I think Mark bought me a milkshake the other day. Yep. Don't tell my wife that, because you know what? I'm not well, you to have just any. did. You're not allowed to have those. That's Correct. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you got if people want to get mouth call, we have uh, we have deals on latex calls, one for six, three for fifteen, five for twenty. The pro calls are one for eight, two for fourteen, and then you can get uh, three for twenty. Three for twenty. So you don't, you won't buy calls. Cheap box calls are on sale. The friction calls are on sale, and uh, it's it's a fun week for us. We just love to come down here. We have crockpot going in the booth. We have sloppy Joe. What are we having today? Sloppy Joe Man, which is venison, yep. right? Yeah. It is a great week. It, it is, is a great week. We we come every year. It's just like um, you're one big family in, in the industry. You see everybody, you know, and and you catch up. But another thing, Ken, we gotta we gotta hand it to our pro staff. Oh, our pro Without staff. them, we we couldn't do this. Yeah. They're amazing, nope, and they I come totally from all over. And What's I that? Just, I said I totally understand oh, that. Oh yeah. yeah. I come out here and talk to everybody, with, but without these guys doing the social media aspect and we'll yeah. editing and doing all this stuff and keeping contacts with people, like, I, I just show up and talk other than that I'm out hunting. <laughs> sure. So. Amen well, to we, that. We have 35 pro staffers, and, uh, you know, Phil Mayhaw's here all week. He, put, he comes down for nine days straight days. Jeff Rosson just pulled in this morning. He's here for the rest of the show. He actually came down and helped us set up the booth. Uh, the guys, Dwayne Horse, Mark, uh, a bunch of guys came, put the wall up. They do the t- stuff. I just can't do it all, um, and we just appreciate them so much. Absolutely, and these guys are taking their personal vacation to come help us do this show every year, and to see the customers that, that they yep. talk to every year. Yep. You so. guys, this isn't even ju- this isn't just a show for you guys anymore. This is a tradition, a part of your life after this. Exactly. Walk. Absolutely. Like you would be sad if you didn't have the show to do. Exactly. We were telling the NRA the other day, thank you so much for like helping us build this back up, because that one year that we didn't have. It. Like a lot of guys looked around and was like, "What? What? Yeah. This has been a part of my life I'll, since I'll I was a one, kid, and I don't know what's going on." The one on. year that we didn't do it, though, we were, I think, the 135th company to boycott that year, and uh, it just showed what the power of the people could Amen. do, and uh, what this industry really stands up for in our gun rights and and the hunting that we do. And uh, so it was, it was neat. I think to say it cost us a lot of money, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. The, the um, actual, not that I want to do that. The NRA but, uh, actually we're proud said of that. that it had to happen. And yeah. it is right. It if did you, have yeah. to happen. If you want to fix something properly, you got to break it down first. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So uh, Mountain Hall Game Calls, we're a part of all that, and uh, we want to keep that tradition, tradition up. Uh, we hope everybody gets down. If they don't, they can go to 
our website, uh, mountainhallgamecoast.com. Uh, everything shifts from where I grew up in Altoona, PA, so I am a Pennsylvania boy. Even I live way up Altoona, in northern New York. Altoona boys. Amen. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, yesterday, though, was uh, we were we were a little bit slow because of the weather, and uh, one, of, one of the highlights of our day yesterday was that the, the Jarrett Renninger was here uh, with One Wish Foundation. Mark Brubaker's uh, a part of that. You're on the board there, Mark. We yep. want to share yep. a little bit about One Wish. We're heavily involved with that, yeah. uh, and I love being a part of that. So uh, we do a number of things, and some of the proceeds from everything that goes on at Mount Hong actually goes to the terminal kids. Mark, why don't you share a little bit about Mark's that? Mark's a huge yeah. part of One Wish. Exactly. Yeah, what, what we do at Mount at uh, One Wish Foundation, we take kids with life-altering mental, social, and physical disabilities out on outdoor adventures of a lifetime. So what's nice about it is everything's in the outdoors. Yep. And it's all evolved around the families, and everything all together has come together and made we actually go with them. Yep. We don't just send them on a vacation. From the time they get picked up to the time they come home, they're with us. So. And not only nice. the child, but the whole Absolutely. family. The whole, the whole family, family goes. And, and really? one which yes. pays the whole. I mean, even they, I've seen where they've had to take the dad out of work. Yep. And they yep. actually paid the companies so they wouldn't lose that time he's away and pay the family right. uh, as they've gone. Uh, who was the young gentleman that you guys took deer hunting this year? That was so cool. It was Andrew uh, Schlegel. He uh, had some issues going on and we took his whole family out to Wicker Ridge Outfitters out in Ohio and he got to kill his first deer. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, it'll change your life real quick. I completely understand. I have a double amputee father that I bought a special wheelchair for this year and we got him back out after uh, two years and he, he actually got to knock down two does this year. Oh. That's awesome. That's awesome, bud. I spent my entire hunting season not hunting, but with dad driving right. corn out and awesome. setting up spots for this chair. And to watch him harvest those two does this year was better than any 200 yep. class buck I could have ever shot myself. Yep. Amen we, to totally, that. Totally I don't understand. know about you, but when we participate and help out, we, we're just a small part of one wish, but it makes me feel so good on site. Better than shooting any gigantic running buck that I'd ever get or Absolutely. a white tail, you know, or, or turkey. Uh, I can't even sit there. When them guys are doing their live stuff while they're doing it and then they put out the show, I, I I know, it's, I know you guys are probably laugh a little bit, but I, I, I start crying. Well, you know, I, I just, just trust me, we do too. You, you learn to buy a good pair of sunglasses, so you can only see the tears from the <laughs> cheek down. So, I, and honestly, this year you're right. When I, when I was driving the corn for a couple days, and you know the farm on this side shot, the farm on this side shot, I, I was by myself trying to help Dad. You can't make the deer go in a second. That's right. right. But when I finally heard his rifle go off, and I walked down up to him, and he said, "I got one." She's laying down there. I did. I started crying. Yeah. Like, it was so powerful. That, yeah, and yeah. the other thing we want, which we make an age, age exception for our wounded veterans as well. So if anybody knows anybody with, with children having issues that want to get involved in the outdoors. Yeah, where can they find that at? Uh, on our website. Um, it'd be onewishfoundation.org, or you can go to Facebook. Um, we're on there. You can like us on Facebook, and any, anybody can comment. You can also print the applications off, send them in, and say that you've uh, heard about it on this program, and uh, then I'll know where it came from. So because I'm actually the one that, that handles those applications. Gotcha. So. And that's Mark Brubaker, everybody. Yep. Of yep. course. Yep. Well, we appreciate you guys coming over to see us. Come see us every every year you're here. Oh, we uh, love Rotten it. River Pursuits always comes, and we do a live a live cast with you guys. It's a lot of fun. We get to share what's really going on. And, and folks, if you haven't had a chance, get down here to the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, PA. It is the largest retail show in America. 
And uh, we would love to sell you some calls, but if you don't want to buy calls, just stop stop by and say hello. Stop and talk to our pro staff. They're amazing. They're they're wonderful. We have a wonderful group, you guys. And the best part about the Rutten River is that you don't have to look at us. They can just listen to us. (laughs) I say that all the time. I'm glad this is only audio. Thanks, boss. Hey, boss, we appreciate appreciate Rutten River Pursuits. Thanks for your time, buddy. This this goes a lot easier when Will's not around. <laughs> Will, Will I paid was, him to say that. <laughs> Will's unfortunately working today in the uh, hospital, yeah. and uh, oh, it's bothering him. He wants to be yeah, here real yeah, bad. Oh, oh, yeah, we miss well, him. We, we wish, yeah, we do miss him. Yep. I, I just can't wait to tell him I walked around and stole all the good podcasts while he wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Come down here and see Mountain Hollow, guys. They're great. All right, guys. We're still down here in the East Hall. We talked to... Uh, one of, we, we, we were just over there talking to one of the call companies, and they're local from Pennsylvania. I have Ed here and Billy. Billy from Hero Outdoor Products. Are you guys from Pennsylvania, too? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Catfish, my, I'm Billy, and uh, Ed here is the general manager for Hero. I actually... Uh, uh, I'm not employed by the company. Uh, I'm here as a guest. Ed and Riley are, are great dudes. We do. I do some film work with. Uh, He's one of our personalities. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. He's a personality. But dude, he is a personality. That's, that's all they got me for. Too. Catfish is our personality. That's, that's our personality. Yeah. Doctor Duck is uh, Dennis Luzier. He and I have been hunting duck hunting on public lands for 20 plus years together. Gotcha. Just he and I. We we did some film work the last few years and and have been very fortunate and blessed to have some great opportunities to kind of start traveling and finding some uh, other public grounds to hunt and and hero is a relatively new uh, company in the outdoor industry yeah. and uh, they were gracious enough to give us an opportunity to work with them uh, at some point during last season this was our first full season together, and I guess Heroes now, what, 13 months in as far as decoys? 20, well, decoys was the first thing we had, so we're, we're almost two years into that. We just keep adding stuff along the way. And, and Dennis and I are just, man, we're from East Texas, Tyler, Texas. We're halfway between Dallas and Shreveport. Yeah. Uh, I know where you at. One of my guys were just down that way duck hunting. So you know it's not it's not really duck capital of the world though, you know what nope. I'm saying? So uh, but it's been a good fit. Family. We like to call it family. We like and to call it brotherhood, exactly. Yeah. So I completely understand. Yeah, so it's been a good fit for us and we we've enjoyed using their, their decoys and, mm-hmm. and along the way they've introduced a whole bunch of other outdoor type products that are that are you know, handy from camping to, and I'll let Ed talk more about that. So when, but. We, when we started talking about this, we didn't want to just be tied down to just, we didn't want to be called a decoy company. We right. wanted to be an outdoor company. So, I mean, Riley put this business plan together. It was to have every aspect of the outdoors. And we've slowly added everything. And the last thing, last thing we did was Riley's like, I want to get into camping. You know, what can we do that you can Absolutely. do Absolutely. That's huge. Yeah. Man, everybody's carrying around these tumblers. <laughs> and everybody makes coffee. Yeah. They make it an open fire and they port that. So Riley sat down and made a sketch and invented the the tumbler coffee drip. So yeah. just, we just keep adding stuff to it. Make sure you take pictures of this too. So if you if the guys that are listening to this, jump on to Rutten River Pursuits Facebook page and Instagram, and we'll have a picture of this for you this morning so that you can see what Ed's talking. About. So what it is, this thing will fit a, and and this is this is the the innovative. We were talking about innovation last night. Yep. We've tried to do innovative things with every aspect of the outdoors. This is probably the biggest one. It'll fit a 10, 20, or 30-ounce uh, tumbler, reusable filter, slow drip, 
And it looks cool, too. It is cool. Whatever come off. You know, it's handy. We, hunting public, it's even something that I, I've added to my bag. When you're out like Dennis and I, you're well aware, you know, the birds aren't going to come to you, yep. especially with, with public land hunting. So, you know, we may be here one day, and, and we find birds over here scouting, so we move. It may be four or five hours. The decks moves around, yeah. That's right. And uh, so, you know, a little coffee. <laughs> Once in a while on the road ain't a bad thing. And I, don't know how, I don't know how many guys that I've hunted with in the past, just here in Pennsylvania, that are like, man, I gotta, I gotta get out of my layout and go to Rudders and get a cup of coffee. Like, I, they we have can't a burner. Live we have a burner in the boat. We just boil coffee right in the boat. Yeah. Boil the water. Pour it through that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. And what else have, do you guys have here? Well, I mean, it's different, like the Tipo Stepper. So we have a patent on that. And a lot of things. It started off in farm and, and uh, you know, like farm and fleet stores. And then the hunting world got a hold of it, and you'd be surprised how many guys you'll have pheasant hunters that are going through, you know, South Dakota's where I'm from, and pheasant hunting is absolutely huge certain time of the year. I mean, right, we have, yeah. you can't get a hotel for two months. <laughs> but those guys are walking, you know, three, four miles a day, and everything's fenced. Well, they started buying those, and that, that caught on fire. That's very cool. It's an idea where you, you can... Uh, Put it on a fence post, the metal fence post, to run barbed wire on to climb over, to step over the barbed wire without catching the fence. That's yeah, awesome. some of those some of those hunting bridges get really expensive. So, L- Lacey still loves telling this story about when that electric fence zapped me right between them. <laughs> uh, listen, my voice went from Uncle Catfish to like Miss Princess. Miss Perch. Oh my gosh, I was I was down for the count. It was rough. And uh, that was a bolt. So, so that did was, you get back up and do it again? Yeah, yeah, I tried. <laughs> threw the Mossberg right over top of it that time. So, now, I mean, from that to bows, we just released our bow line this week, oh, the nice. Commander. Um, so we have the Commander, the Freedom, uh, and the Glory. Mm-hmm. Um, goes from, from our low end to a really, really high end. Uh, the Broadheads, we released those at ATA. Um, Rick Haney. Rick Haney does our calls for us. I did see you guys out at ATA. Yep, I, I yep, knew we you were, looked familiar. We were at ATA. Yeah. Um, so, hey, you I mean, guys have turkey calls here, goose calls here. I mean, if you come down, to, if you come down here to the uh, to the East Hall, stop in here at Hero because they got you got a little bit of everything back here. Yeah, nice selection. And I tell you what, honestly, there's a lot of people here. You guys have the coolest shirts here too. Your design, your design's <laughs> badass. I'm gonna have to. Before I leave here, I'm going to have to buy one of those hats so people don't know what, because I'm going to be the only one to have it here in Pennsylvania running around the goose field. Hey, I dig it. What else is coming up for 2018, guys? We always like to ask what's in 2018 coming up. Well, 2018, our big deal was the bow. Was you know, it? We, and we dropped that. We actually released it at ATA. Um, so, I mean, that's our big push for 18. Next year, we're going to go back to a couple of new decoys. I think we're going to have a floater goose next year yeah. for 2019. Um, we have the full body duck done, but that'll be a 2019 release. So I got you. Our, our big concentration this year was the bow, and then we came out with the poly call. So some of those guys don't want to spend, you know, $100 on a call. Guys that are just starting and, and learning how to yep, blow. Sure. So we wanted to hit that, you know, have something available for them too. Now we have a, a, a poly call that's not any less uh, valuable in the field. Yeah. It's just something that, that guys that are just getting started can afford to buy. And at the Pennsylvania at the Pennsylvania show that here at Great American Outdoor Show, there is there's a lot of guys that come through here with a hundred bucks in their pocket that really want to take something home. Right. And there's something here for everybody. But if you want to come down here and get a goose call, this is the hall to do it. I mean yeah. you can run all your big big uh you know retail out stores and, and, and look at them and maybe try them. But if you get in this hall right here, dude everybody's here. 
I tell you what, so our first day here was Saturday, and we had a we didn't think the goose call was going to be a big hit. Seller, isn't it? it? They were gone. When yeah. Rick, when, like we, we had Rick flying on, on Tuesday. We were scrambling to find every piece of tubing he could find to make more calls. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, And I think we're down to five again. Goose yeah. is big here. It's so, really big. I, right this, in this area? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we hunt geese not five, six minutes from here um, uh, on some of these places because this is our backyard. And uh, they're, they're right now there is tens of hundreds of thousands of geese in our area. So I've been getting up and going to Gold's Gym over in, in – uh, Camp Hill, yeah, and it's got that little waterway right behind it. You see them all, man. When I walked to the truck yesterday, the day before yesterday, when I got out of the gym, I was walking back to the truck. That whole pond was black, and they just got me. I'm in in Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to have you guys here. You know, I don't really know if it was me or you, but you know, from you guys going to ATA and then me coming here, I think either you brought the ice for me because if you remember ATA, right in the middle of the week, ice storm. Every year here, ice storm. Yes. Hey, I I couldn't get in the trailer. It's on my. I, I actually, it's funny you say that. Did it freeze up? Man, we could not break into the trailer <laughs> at all. And we had to. We had to break the ice off the locks, and we had to take screwdrivers and pry it open oh all the way around. Oh my gosh! The door. Look at that. I was like, we're in Indiana. Yeah. But it was just like it was just a rain, and the minute it hit your truck, it froze. Yep. It was. It was bad that day. Absolutely. And then, so then I was like, I was looking at the weather because I drove. I drove over here from South Dakota with the trailer, and they said, oh, everything's supposed to be really nice. The day I got here, man. Ice, yep. like everywhere I go. I think we figured ice. out who it is. You I go back to stand south. Leave that at home next time. Ice, ice follows that That's around. Why I don't, I don't, I don't mind traveling. It's just if I'm gonna leave where I live, where it's cold all the time, these shows should be down south, like in Florida, and like in Honduras. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna go, yeah. Ed and Billy's got to come down sport fishing in Honduras. You, you would love it. Down you shoot there. stuff down there. You can't. Yep. That's the only kind of fishing I do is with my bow. Shooting. Yeah. Oh, and that's actually our freedom is our bow fishing boat. Is it really? So it has a it has a switch where guys that bow fish they want to they want a consistent a constant draw. Yeah, you draw yeah. back. There's no breakover in valley, so you can flip this switch and it goes from actual hunting boat to a bow fishing boat. Is it a nice shorter cool, boat too? A it bit is shorter. shorter. Yep. In fact, it's well, it was Ariel must have grabbed it. It was sitting right there, but we'll, we'll show you when we yeah, can yeah. walk over there without the cords following us. Yeah. No. So I mean, we can, but they some. Um, it's all good. It's a shorter axle, though, so it's, yeah. it's perfect for bow fishing. Yep. I don't imagine that these guys won't be back every year because now I'm going to bug them now that I see these T-shirts. <laughs> but uh, we really appreciate you guys coming out here. The, uh, the NRA really has done a great job once again with the show. They keep making it better and better. And uh, for letting us run around and talk to you guys, I want to personally thank them. And uh, thank you guys for coming oh, shoot, out. Shoot, man, we appreciate you. I, I just... You know, every day I try to slip off the booth for a bit and see the place. And, I I mean, you'd think the first – my first thought was, man, you know, seven – what is it, eight days? Yeah. Uh, nine. Nine, nine, nine days, days show. What what the, what in the world yeah. is anybody going to do at a nine <laughs> for nine days at a show? Yeah. I may need 23 or 24 days to see everything that's here, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. We walk around and do our podcast every day. And I don't actually ever get to see anything. I mean, but we've been coming here for over had, 20 years. So we had these guys flying yesterday, and they got here. They came to the show a little bit early and walked down. Well, Jerry come back to the booth yesterday. He's like, "Man, did you see that truck?" And I'm like, "Where's the truck?" He's like, "There's trucks in the hall." I've been here. I've been here for six days already, and I didn't see any of the trucks. I found, I found two new rooms that we didn't know we even existed, and then heard there was a gun room. Yep. Yes. There's, yep. there's a whole. You know how we have Archie Hall. Where yep, the morning, right? Yeah. I guess. Right, I guess the, there's a whole other hall that's all guns. There's a whole. The, the, one of the biggest the hall entrance. there is here is guns. Yep. 
Yeah. You been there yet? The gun hole's probably. on my list today. I didn't even know it was. It, <laughs> the gun hole's probably eight times the size of this room. No, That's crazy. Yeah, it's big. So all your manu major manufacturers are there showing their new stuff. Yeah, so. A lot of huh. tactical. Get up there, and not to plug any one gun company, but you have to walk over to SIG and ask them to see their new pellet gun that they have. I picked it up. You can't. Even holding it, you can't tell it's not a, like a real AR. I, huh. I told him, I said, dude, it's, it's not a pellet yet. Yeah, it it's, it's a silenced <laughs> pellet gun. Oh, man, it's mean. I loved it. That was one of my hit list things I told Lace we need to buy this. Well, she's getting a $300 head. Yeah, well, she wants these zebra pillows, too, I found after 125 bucks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Billy. No, Thanks man, I appreciate it. It's great to meet you guys. And anybody guys. wants to come out, man, we're more yeah, than welcome what, to have 36, everybody. Yeah, what, 3619? Yep. And if anybody yeah, wants right. to stop by and, and shoot the new bow, um, they can. We're, in, we're no, partners Archie. with Martin, so uh, Martin has our bows set up there in the lanes we need to shoot, too. Good. Love it, man. Good. So Have a great show, guys. I'm sure we'll see you at ATA and here next year. Keep keep inventing. Keep getting it out there. I appreciate it. Appreciate Thank it, brother. You. Thank you very Come much. All right, guys, we're back. We're still down here in the East Hall. We're talking to a bunch of vendors, but one of my favorite places to be with Antler Ice, Sean, Bo. How's it going, guys? Appreciate you stopping by. Sean Holsinger standing Sean here Holsinger with us, here too. Again too. Yep. And uh, listen, Antler Ice has been around for a while, and I've, we've told people about it before. We get stoked about it. It's so different from anything else. Tell everybody about Antler Ice, like how they can get it and exactly how it started. Uh, so ant well, what Antler Ice is is a frozen deer urine. So uh, most of the urines on, on the market today um, are collected and put in a bottle and on a shelf. They're not, you know, and they're, they have preservatives in them. Um, urine being a bodily fluid, it will rot. So yeah. what we've done, what we've did is, uh, as soon as we extract the urine from the deer, uh, we freeze it immediately. So the customers purchase it frozen, they take it home frozen. There's no preservatives in it, so it's it's the freshest, baddest uh, attractant on the market right now. So. And it's amazing because when you go into a retail store to get it, you actually are taking it out of the cooler. Yes. You yep. guys have your own coolers at the retail store. Yep. Yeah, so the coolers, and you can check it out on the website or our social media. You can see the actual freezer. It's wrapped real nice, real professional, all the prices on it, so it's, it's sharp looking. And because of the fact that you do that, you do that very fast. Once you extract it, it's frozen. Immediately. So when you take it out, it's... You can't get it any fresher than that. That's it. That's it. So when you when you actually go into a store and you open the bottle cap and you smell the antler ice, I mean, it smells like urine. It doesn't, you know, hunters are misconceived that urine is is smells bad or smells rotten. It's it not does. supposed to smell that way. So yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's funny because uh, do I dare say Trash Panda, his new nickname, Ryan? Ryan actually, <laughs> like he has this issue everywhere we go. He's like, I have to smell all the urine. We went to ATA and I'm like, dude. <laughs> I, I understand, but you're smelling every urine in this place, and you're walking around with me, Ryan. It looks a little funky now, buddy. Yeah, you spill a little bit on you. You're gonna draw some attention. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's true. Because if you go, I've actually went and I've actually went and bought deer attractants before, just at your local retail stores. And some of that stuff can even be box lots from last year. And you open it up, it's not even the right color anymore. It's almost yeah. like a black coffee, that dark brown. Yeah, yeah. It, it's stained. And you know, even if they put them in the dark glass, that doesn't hold true if sitting around like that. I mean, so you know, to be able to freeze it and get it as fresh as that is. I can't imagine. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You guys constantly are, are videoing and proving this constantly that, dude, it's where it's at. The fresher, the better. Yeah. And Bo actually has a buddy who did some testing on it. Um, yeah. We, uh, in Northeast PA, he put it against several other competitors' products, did a month trial run on it, and then had the results. And this is an unbiased gentleman that did this test run. Um, 
And he said the antlerites absolutely blew away the results. Everything else. Yeah. And he actually, he matter of fact, he he took his buck that year or this past year off the antlerites. Really? So it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. How long? So you say it's been around for eleven years. Six years. Six years. I'm yeah. sorry, six years. Who came up with this idea? Who who sat around and said, "Let's freeze it." Uh. Uh, it was me, uh, kind of. Yeah. We have uh, we have another company that was we were working with at the time and coming through and uh, bouncing the ideas off each other and uh, just one thing led to another. And didn't that give you any? I mean, just coming from me personally, didn't it, I would have had anxiety going. Well, it's going to be hard to sell because we got to put freezers everywhere. That yeah, it's we're we're at a disadvantage. You know, a lot of companies can. Uh, manufacture a product, put it in a box, leave it on a shelf, and when you're ready to ship it, ship it out and, yeah. and whatnot. But these freezers we hand deliver to every store. You know, we take care of the employees in the store. We give them a full training and education on it, and that makes a huge difference. So. Absolutely. Well, that's amazing. I mean, the big hurdle like that would have scared somebody like me away from even doing anything. I'd be like, yeah. it's undoable. So the fact that you guys actually did it and carried it through yeah. is pretty impressive. Well, thanks, man. I mean, if you put that much into delivering it to us, you know, that fresh and wanting to do it, that you leaped and bound all over all those hurdles, then the product itself is. Uh, I, I can't imagine what you guys actually put into the product. So. Well, the, the in-person presence is where you make or break anything that you do. And a handshake to me means a lot more than a text, email, phone call. Yeah, and when I can be in front and talk with you about it and, and explain all details and answer any questions that you may or may have, that's that's where it's at, and that's where you build your relationships and, and longevity. Yeah. And you got a unique marketing approach to it too, like. Your uh, your fr- freezer with the with the wrap on and everything is great. I re- still remember the first time I walked into a gas station in New York and saw one of them mm-hmm. up there, and uh, that sticks in my head. So, you know, I, I can remember and place that in my head and and go back to that. So it's a great marketing ploy that over the other guys that just have theirs hanging on the shelf and it doesn't stick out to you. It is a new concept to a lot of hunters, and you know, once once they figure out why you would freeze it and they understand the logic behind it yep. and then they try it, they're we lose very few customers. You know, it's it's they try it and it works, and so yeah, it is growing pretty quick with that. How big of an area are you guys in now? Oh well, we started right out of Buffalo, New York, south of Buffalo, New York, and yeah. uh, a shop called SNS Tax Army was our first store. So we started first year we had one store, um, and from there it has just been spreading and spreading and spreading. Uh, Bose actually had some stores out in Missouri that carry the freezer now all the way out to Missouri. We're in Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, so, so getting into the more and more into the Midwest now. We have some stores as far down as Florida, even right now. And then online, for our online orders, our shipping, I mean, we ship all over the country. We even ship to Hawaii, believe it or not. They don't have whitetails out there, but for some reason they're buying it. (laughs) Now, how does that work? I want to order this. The guys can't come to the show to see you. You know, they they don't maybe live in one of them states, but they want this. They're listening to this, and they're like, I want to try that. How how does that work ordering it, uh, like, offline since it's frozen? Yeah, we see that quite a bit because a lot of guys aren't going to drive two hours to a store if they don't have a dealer near them. So uh, one of two things, if a guy's got a dealer that's near him that he'd like to see it in, if he wants to uh, shoot us an email or a call and say, hey, look, i got a dealer near me, I'd like to see if you want to carry it in here. Or then go right to our website, antlerice.com, order it right on the website. We do ship it frozen. Um, It's a two-day ship, so we'll have it two days later. We only ship Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays because we don't want it getting stuck in a post office over the weekend over a Sunday. Uh, No, it totally makes sense. That's another uh, hurdle, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a two- to three-day like that, I mean, we we made it all the way to uh, Louisiana in three days, no problem. What's big for you guys coming up on uh, on the hunting side this year? You got anything big coming up in 2018? 
Yeah, as far as trips go, uh, we got quite a few things actually. In uh, six weeks, we're going to be in Greenland hunting muskox. Which will nice. Be, which will be nice. fun, yeah. No, I opted out. Yeah. Negative six. I was going to say, who's, who's, dragging, who's dragging that hairy, that hairy beast yeah, It's going to be a cold one. Yeah, they pick you up from an airport in a snowmobile. So it uh, goes to show what kind, of, what kind of hunt we're in for. But yeah, we got some nice ones. We're going to New Zealand this year for Red Stag. We're going to do some mountain goat hunting up in British New Columbia. New Zealand's a, a tough hike, too. That's going to be oh, great. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. great. Yeah, so we got to get these skinny chicken legs in shape. So. Now, I've hunted in Alaska. I was actually a packer in 1997 for an outfitter. And I remember what it was like to the, 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 you know carry caribou and doll sheep off mountains. I don't know what it would take to get a muskox out because... First of all, whatever packer you're going to have to sit there and skin that thing out, I'd take, I, I, you know what, I would probably take him a pretty nice gift because <laughs> I hear they're a smelly animal and they're huge. Because you're going to have to quarter it to take it out, I would imagine, unless they have some big snow machine. I think they bring this, once you shoot one, they'll bring the snowmobiles out, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah but, uh, that's going to be epic for you guys. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's epic. That's something that not everybody ever gets to do. That's a dream hunt. Yeah, why don't you come with us? I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. I, you opted out. You opted out. As long as I don't have to be the Packer anymore, absolutely. Why do you think I opted out? <laughs> oh, guys, it's always a pleasure, yeah, Sean. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Please, we can't wait. I mean, we don't say this to many guys here at the Great American Outdoor Show, but we're really looking forward to sitting down on the Thursday night to do one of our Sonic Campfire stories with you, where we get to sit down and talk more in detail, get to know you guys, and more about what you guys do, for like more of an hour-long podcast, where it's just us in the studio. There's no background noise, so you know that's going to be a real that's going to be a real true treat for us. So. Well, and we we appreciate what you guys do. We appreciate you stopping by, and uh, we're going to fire as many people to listen to this as possible. So. And the, the, what booth is this again? 3806. 3806 down here in the East Hall. It's actually just come down. Look, listen for the goose calls. You can't miss them. <laughs> right <laughs> Thanks, in the middle guys. of it. Thanks right a lot. Thanks, fellas. Hey, everybody. It's Uncle Buck. I've got Sean Holsinger with me. We're standing here at booth number 3729 in the East Hall with the Goose Man. And he has a special guest today, Mr. Richard Shively, uh, famous uh, turkey call maker. That's correct. Is that correct? That's correct. This man was telling us you were the champion turkey caller too, correct? I'm a two-time Grand National Champion turkey caller, and that was in the largest contest in the world. That is at the NWTF, National Wild Turkey Federation Convention, held in Nashville, Tennessee. I won it in 04 and 06, and I haven't entered since. Nice. This is the largest contest in the world. You, you decided to let somebody else win it, huh, yes, Mr. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You're being I mean, how many gracious. times do you need to win that contest? I, I, I don't, I've never done it and never even entered, so I couldn't imagine it. You know. I, heck, I just picked up my first mouth call just the other day, so, you know. And you're a pro? No, I'm not not at all. This will be my second year of uh, hunting turkeys. Actually, this my uh, catfish's wife, Lacey, is my turkey guide. Oh, good. So she slayed more turkeys than all of us boys. I hope she has a good turkey call. She she uh, she's got a few, and she's always shopping too. She might be but, able to find a better one right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but what a day! Um, Tell us about yourself, Mr. Shively, and what you have here with us Okay, today. Uh, I'll just give you a little brief history of the Turkey Federation, if you don't mind. I'm one of the original founders of the National Wild Turkey Federation, the founder and first president of the Virginia Wild Turkey Federation, and I'm a life member. I've been making turkey calls, the scratch box, and the push pin for 39 years. I have every state in the union, plus five countries that I know of. I'm pretty well known in the turkey. 
I, uh, sounds I'd like say it. so. Yeah. I'd say so. They call Rich Mr. Turkey. Mr. Turkey. Well, actually, they call me the legend. The, le <laughs> the, the people, legend. The people that know me call me the legend. I, I guess that comes with age. Yeah. <laughs> you earned it. You and, earned it. And I think you, you probably could call a turkey in or two now. I've called in a few, yes. <laughs> Hundreds. Hundreds. Maybe thousands. Seriously. Yeah. Do, you, do, you have a, do you have a memorable story from, from doing oh, that? Oh, I got so many turkey hunts. I, you know, I got one here. Yeah, I got to tell you the story. Please do. It was kind of funny. I would like to call it on, on uh, camera. I was hunting with my friend. In North Carolina, I spent the last 12 years of my life in North Carolina, and hunting turkeys down in the flatland sand is totally different than hunting up in the mountains. You got to deal with snakes, cottonmouths, alligators, and all insects you can think of. Uh, you can keep them snakes down anyway, there. Anyway, this particular morning I was hunting on the edge of a field, and I set the decoy up at the edge of the field about 30 yards from me. And I'm calling, calling. I'm not hearing anything. But I, down there, you got to have binoculars for turkey hunt. And I looked across the field, and here's a turkey in full strut. Well, he was taking his time coming over. He's coming over at an angle to uh, my decoy. And finally, when I thought he was close enough, I shot. I missed. He went to the air, shot, missed. The third shot, he hit the ground, dust flying, uh, hit a uh, fresh plowed field, and dust went flying. And I'm up running after him with an empty shotgun and he's going straight away from me and I thought well you're going to get away and I went ahead and took my barrel of my gun and hit him on the head <laughs> and, and not, literally knocked him out when you shoot a turkey you don't go down and pick him up because of the reaction if you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah, you'll, yep. get, well, you'll get the heck you know, many turkeys that I've killed I never thought of it I picked him up Slung him over my shoulder by the head. I do not carry him by the legs. And went back, and as I sat down, and I had a pack of crackers and a drink. And I was sitting there, and the turkey's about two feet from me, laying away from me. He's getting up. Oh, and no. I grabbed a turkey, historically, has 18 tail feathers. Check them out. Yeah. They might vary, one or two, not more. I had 18 tail feathers in my hand. He's run down through the woods, and I'm running after him. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he heads out to the plowed field again. He's getting away. And for some reason, he decided to take a hard left. I tackled him just like a football player. I said, now get up and run away. <laughs> but that's the most hilarious hunt I've ever on. He, he made you work for that one. Then. Yes, he did. A uh, little, little bit of cardio. It's yeah. probably a good thing you didn't have that on film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that would have been something. You know, the American Funny videos? Yes. That would have been I'd love to see that. Sounds like yeah. the turkey made one out of you, Rich. Yeah, <laughs> I got day, him. You know, Mr. Shifley, we saw a product over in the gun hall. Now, did you, uh, out from Remington, their DMS series, and they have a they have a magazine-fed shotgun, and they sell them in a three-shot magazine as well. So you can switch switch that out real quick, and you wouldn't have to worry about hitting them with the barrel of your gun in the future because <laughs> right, you can switch right. that magazine right well, in and out. Well, my gun was empty, and and I only carry six shells when I go turkey, three in a gun, three extra. And the other three were in the bag. And I didn't have time to do anything but grab the shells. But it was, it was quite a hunt. I'll never forget that hunt. I still, at my shop, I moved now to West Virginia. And in my shop, people come in and said, what's those tail feathers? I said, that's 18 feathers from a turkey hunt in North Carolina. Wow. 
Well, I'm sitting here waiting to hear some music myself here, Rich. Well, I can make this thing talk. Like I said, Let I've built them for 39 years, and I'm proud of my accomplishment. And all I will tell you, I have built tens of tens of tens of thousands of these. Okay, I'm going to... Now, what do they call this? This isn't your typical... It's a scratch box. It's a scratch box. Okay. This is a scratch box, and a little bit of history about the scratch box. Back in the late 17, early 1800s is when it was first developed. It was called a gunstock call. And at that, in those days, they used the scratch box on the stock of the gun. Okay. Hmm. And it was called a gunstock call, and I don't know at what time that it was called a scratch box. I don't know. But I don't run the scratch box like the average person does. I run the striker holding stationary in the box that I move, and I call towards me. Well, let that baby sing And we'll cluck and purr and yelp. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I've made, I've actually made scratch box calls whenever I got out of high school, made a couple and killed a bird with it too. Mm -hmm. But I didn't operate it the way you just did it there. I always would run the striker across the top like that. Well, between my wife and I, we have taught thousands of people how to run the call the yeah. way I run. Yeah. How, if folks wanted to reach out to you, take a look at your, your game calls, um, how, how can they do that? Do you have an internet page? They can go to superyelper.com. I've been on the internet for 20 years. I got a, a tremendous web page. You were on there before the Al Gore invented it, I think. Or you can find a goose man at his booth that we carry Rick Shiley's calls. Great. And and how can how can our fans out there get a hold of you, Goose Man, if, if they can't make it down here to to the show? This Goosemancalls.com. You heard it here first, folks. That's right. Tell, tell us a little bit about what you got here, Goose Man, before we get well, out. Yeah. We, we specialize in whitetail and waterfowl. Uh, our goose call is half the air and half the back pressure of anything on the market. Uh, very, very easy to run if you follow the instructions. Uh, you, kill uh, you kill birds with clucks and moans, guys. Clucks and moans. And, and it's, it's superior with clucks and moans. Uh, would you like to hear a, a yeah, little, a little that, let bit? Yeah, let your call sing to us here. It's, that's goose call there. And that's what you get them to, yep. to commit, get yep. down where we can and reach any, out and touch them. Anybody huh? makes it down to the show here this week in Harrisburg, uh, I can teach you how to run that call. You give me about three minutes, and I'll have you good enough to kill birds. All righty. Well, fellas, we appreciate the time today. Yeah, thanks for the time. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. Thanks for your stories. Yep. Thank Mr. you. Mr. Shively. Goose Man. Thank you. Thank you all very much. Best yep. of good luck meet. during uh -huh. this show. And may we may we get get an opportunity to do some shooting here. That's right. Okay. That's God right. bless you with his grace, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Brigham Weedless. All right, we migrated over here to the fishing hall. Got ourselves a little bit of stuff in our bellies, and we ran into Rob at Waterfalls Lodge. Rob? All right. Nice to meet you guys. Straight out of Ontario, Canada. Oh, well, not only Ontario, but guess, guess where we'll be staying this June. Tyler Dunn has taken us fishing for my 40th, 37th birthday, whatever, I forget anymore. <laughs> Anyhow, he's 
we're going to be staying with you guys this year. I'm so like in uh, early June. That's perfect time to be with us. You know, the fishing is strong. We're fishing for smallmouth, walleye, northern pike. Prime time for fishing. And I'm really glad Tyler's going to come and bring you to our place. Absolutely. Yeah. Rob and Kathy. Kathy, your wife runs this with you? Yes, we're partners. We've owned this lodge for 11 years. and It's like our second career. And we had this opportunity to own a place like this, which is amazing in itself because of the opportunity that we have in this beautiful part of Ontario, Canada. Well, Ontario is huge. huge. So whereabouts are we going to be staying with you? Okay, we're kind of in the north central part of Ontario, in between Sault Ste. Marie and Sudbury, Ontario. Ontario. I gotcha. Which I don't know where it's at yet, but I guess I will. We're going to know exactly where <laughs> yeah, it's at yeah. in about five months. I think we're going to meet up with Tyler up in uh, the Sault Ste. Marie area. Yes. Yep. So, and then I take it Lake Nipigon's quite a ways up, and we're going to be fishing back. So, are we going to be hitting you on the way back later in the week? No, you're going to be coming down to Sault Ste. Marie. Yep. And then we're east of the Sioux by two hours. Okay, okay. good. So, it's just right. a simple two hour drive, and you're going to come through a little town called Spanish. It, <laughs> Ever heard of a town called Spanish? No, not, not in Canada. In Canada, can't. I've heard of Mexico, Missouri. But. <laughs> well, wait, wait. well, there's little Mexico here in Pennsylvania. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Now we have Spanish Ontario, yeah, Canada. It. Yes, settlers way back in the day, Spanish settlers named a town called Spanish Ontario. It was an outlet for for uh, forestry and mining. Yeah. And uh, that's how we got our name, Spanish. But now it's all Canadians speaking English and French. Yeah. Tell me about your lodge. Our lodge is located on a chain of five lakes, the smaller type lakes, but they're all connected. And we're the only lodge on this chain of lakes. And we offer waterfront cottages. We have 15 waterfront cottages with um, ranging from one bedrooms to four bedrooms. So we can handle uh, small small groups, all the way to large groups, up to 20 people all together. Okay. And then we offer meal plans. Okay, we're gonna feed you like crazy. I love this all, already. We all work up an appetite. Fish we like to eat, Kathy. Yeah, Kathy and their staff are gonna cook you up all these home cooked meals, and you're gonna walk out after dinner and wanting to go fishing, and you're barely gonna make it to the boats. We're gonna need to loosen the belt notch yeah. a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wear me stretchy pants. So since we're staying, oh my goodness, he's just showing me the menu. Yeah, looks you like got me. I'm there. We're leaving early. We're coming in. April now. <laughs> no, but so I'm going to officially do the Rutten River Challenge now that we're here because I know Uncle Buck's coming up with me. It's this special occasion. I got to, I'm getting to turn 40. I get to hang out with Tyler Dunn on his birthday, my birthday, same day. I'm going to give Uncle Buck a handshake right now and say, when we're at your lodge, I'm betting one dollar on the biggest pike. Oh, oh I'll, I'll right. take you on there. Well, you already shook before yeah. I told you what it was. Now I'll it's take, on. I'll, it is on. <laughs> what's, the, what's the fishing like uh, in June, since we're coming up in June? Tell us about the fishing. We'll yeah. June is prime time for fishing. And we have a number of species. And, yes, northern pike, because you're going to get blown away by northern pike. Walleye, but you check out our smallmouth bass. Yep. We are open all year long for smallmouth bass fishing, promoting mostly catch and release at our lodge. Um, but uh, smallmouth bass fishing is going to, you're going to go wild with the action yep. of our smallies. And I've heard some Canadian smallies can be as big as our largemouth in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. They got some big football-looking smallies up there. Yeah, you're going to catch one to three pounders all day long, but fours and fives are common each day. Really? Wow. And they're big, but they're fat. They're 
they, they're huge, wide footballs. Yep, yep. Okay? And they're so much fun to catch, well, too. When they dance for you. Yeah. That's what I can't I get it. enough of, the yeah. dance, the That's, action. They are not boring no. whatsoever. Pound for pound, I, I think they're some of the strongest fighting fish oh, out they there. Are. That's exactly. what makes them such loving and adoring uh, you know, species to fish for. Walleyes. Walleyes in your lake? Absolutely. We yeah. actually have a walleye program where we're raising little walleyes uh, to, for in our hatchery to, to replace walleye in our lakes. Yep. The smallmouth are so strong that they take over the lake. And... And, of course, people love eating smallmouth, or I'm sorry, walleye. walleye. Yeah, yeah. And so so we're adding walleye all the time to the lakes. Walleye is probably, it's, hands down, one of the best fish in the world to eat. It, I, I love walleye. It's, it's top of the line for me, short of a, a nice thick slab of crappie out of the ice. That white okay. pearl eye on yeah. them that, yeah. that makes them look so ghostly, majestic. People, I know the first time that I saw a walleye, personally, when I was young and my pap showed me one, I wouldn't have ate it. I thought that it looked gross with that weird-looking eyeball. Really? Yeah. And, and you know what, Catfish, I don't know if you know about this secret, but you know the best part of that walleye is right behind that that eye, that cheek meat yeah, right cheek there. Meat, the walleye yep. cheeks. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'll cut them out if I'm really I catching know them. That. I was I actually going to tell you about Keep that. a bag of those and make walleye. I call them walleye nuggets. I don't think yeah. the rest of the boys know that. So maybe we can edit this out. Me and you can share it and yeah. just tell them that that's no good. <laughs> that's no good. I'll now, eat them, though. At your cottages, do we have, like, a grill? Can we cook out? Absolutely. If we wanted to cook for ourselves? Yeah, all our, our cottages all have full decks, and there's grills on top of, on, on the decks. Inside the cottages, full kitchens. Nice. Okay? So... Updated bathrooms, you're going to find there's a little more luxury in the wilderness yeah. when you stay with us because our cabins are all well-maintained, clean, updated, and you're, you're going to be shocked when you come to a fishing lodge. It sounds like we're going to be spoiled. I, I, yes. This is only a teasing me catfish. We got one of the best guides in the world to take us out. We're going to stay at one of the best lodges with with the with looking at that menu. Great hospitality, best, best food, best fishing. I'm not coming home. I already know Kathy's going to fit in right well because she's already busted our chops about three times since we've stepped into oh, this. Oh, I booth. can't wait. Now I'm looking at pictures and they can't see this, but I'm also seeing pictures of uh, ATV rides and looking at the lakes itself. Uh, all these little docks or all the little boats. Is that is that part of your camp? Yeah, we we set up each cottage with docks in front of them. Nice. And we put your boat right in front of your cottage. Oh, yeah. And you can come in and out fishing as you wish. Okay. Tell me about the boat. The boats are 16-foot Starcrafts. Oh, yeah. They're, that's, I love those. Yeah, they're fully outfitted with flat floors, swivel seats, fish finders, 25-horse, electric start, four-strokes, Yamahas. You can't, how can you have a better fishing machine for a lake? I mean, it's, it's perfect. Do we even need the lodge? I don't know if I'm going to go back to the lodge. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I I can sleep when I'm dead. I Kathy, think I'm going to fish we, the entire time. If we time. bring the drone and fly it from the boat to you, can we get our French toast and fly it back out? We don't want to leave fishing. Um, yeah, just put a tray on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll fly the Phantom 4 right back out to the boat. We don't even have to go back in. <laughs> oh, Another thing man. I want to tell you guys is... That's it. <laughs> I want to tell you guys about our ATV trips. Yeah, yeah. We do yeah. more lakes, and we hop on ATVs with a guide. We ride for an hour. 
to these remote lakes like fly-in lakes. Really? Okay. And we have boats there, and we go fishing for the day. No, that's what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. Scratch, scratch it. That's what I want to do right there. No, no we're going we're to let you guys do it all We might need us. that 10 days now. I don't know why fish. we're going for seven. I said 10. <laughs> the only limit now it's is 12. It, I just made it 12. We're going 12 days now. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, you're looking at a beautiful part of Ontario full of lakes, and we have so many opportunities. Lakes everywhere. Okay, so we do it all. We have the guides, we have a full service lodge, we have the boats, we have the ATVs, and we have a great time while you're with us, man. Do the pike hit top water when you're up there in, in June? Absolutely. The top yeah. water's where that's what I want to do. I yeah. want a top water pike. Yeah, you're going to see pike coming towards your bait all the time, and the trick is is for them not to turn. you got to get them to take your bait. Yeah. It'll be interesting. We could maybe have a whopper plopper toad runner competition. competition. I hear it. Off the top. No, I love it. That's that's like the, it's on. Uh-huh. It's on. Well, I'm taking the whopper plopper. I'll take that new uh, toad, runner. toad runner. Actually, no, we're switching. I want to try the toad runner this year. I'm, I'm using the toad runner this year. All right, sounds I'm, good I'm to already me. Locked I can't wait on. to see this. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah. This is, water, this is Waterfalls Lodge in Spanish Ontario, Canada. Rob, we appreciate you Thank talking you, Rob. to us, boss. Hey, I'm glad you guys came over. Thanks for the entertainment. You hey, guys we, are a blast. Look forward hey, to you guys coming to our place. Hey, and the entertainment's free of charge when we show up this, this <laughs> oh, summer. Oh, it's going to be even better there because we don't have to be on our best behavior. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, guys. You heard it. We're going up going up here in June, and uh, we can't look. We can't wait. We're looking forward to it. Get on down here and, and, and book yourself a trip up to Waterfalls Lodge. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Hey, everybody, Uncle Buck coming at you from the Northwest Hall at the Great American Outdoor Show. I'm here standing here with Uncle Catfish. We're at booth 3520. That's the off-grid trailers booth. Guys, bringing uh, sexiness to trailers. Heck, I see. Yeah, I mean, total eye candy. The, the, these trailers, I've been looking at them since last Saturday, I Catfish. Was, I was walking through here to get out and podcast down at the pellet rifle range. I stopped instantly and went, I have to have that because that it's hard. You're going to have to jump on our social media, jump on Instagram. We'll send you a couple pictures of what I'm actually looking at, but I'm going to let Randy tell you more about what this is. So Randy, what do you got in front of me here? So what we've built here is a trailer capable of following most off-road vehicles. A Jeep is what we typically use. You can use a Toyota pickup or go full size, but the trailer is basically designed to camp off-grid anywhere you want to drag it. It'll handle taking it. Oh, man, it's amazing. And it's got, I mean, there's tires are bigger than the ones that are on my Toyota, too. It, it looks tough. Yeah, I mean, this, this is not your StarCraft pull-behind, folks. This is rugged, rugged, rugged terrain. Just, let me just, just let me just stop. Just the design pattern that you guys have on the side of it, just... Um, what do we call that? The graphics kit? The, the wrap on it? The wrap on it's uh, just a camping theme, so it's, it just kind of blends in a little bit. It's it's so awesome. I mean, that's so much that's so much more epic than any other camper I've ever seen. So, it actually makes me feel like it's... You guys put a lot of thought into that. It looks great. We uh, They're on a 30-inch tire is the way they come. We can go up to a 35-inch tire. It's an axle of suspension, so you have open ground clearance under the entire trailer. Uh, it is fully self-contained other than your gray water. You can put that in a bucket and catch it or whatever, but sure. everything else is there. 
So I got, you got a pull-out kitchen here. You got a pull-out sink and stove on the side. What's this right here? That's a refrigerator freezer. So that's our really? Dometic fridge. And it also has freezer capabilities so you can have ice cream while you're camping. I see lots of storage inside of it too. And it's it's plenty, it's plenty. got a flat screen TV inside inside the bed. Correct. Oh, that's that's epic. Now, how big is how big is the interior mattress size? So the interior is a queen size bed. Nope. Uh, it's 58 by uh, 80 inches. Uh, memory foam mattress. We like to do the memory foam because you can sleep better when you slam the door and be inside. We do a heater option, so it's a 6,500 watt heater. Nice. Um, everything, like I said, everything you want in a trailer, it's it in a small compact package. I love it. I see the moon roof, and then right beside the moon roof, he's got a really nice rooftop tent on top. This thing's built like a tank. I call that the penthouse. Exactly. Mother-in-law quarters is yeah, what we yeah. call them. <laughs> Did I happen to see on the other side of this, is it this model here? It has a yeah. instant hot water shower. Uh -huh. Instant hot shower, 25 gallons of water, so you can shower with the tent or in the exposed air, depending on what makes you happy. What, what's uh, what estimated uh, weight is this trailer? They start about 1,700 pounds. Loaded up, they're about 2,200 pounds. That's and we kept in mind the small... Jeep tow capacity or Toyota tow capacity, so you can drag them off road. I got you. How long have you guys? Uh, how long have you guys been dreaming this up? We've been playing in the market with our own other builds and doing things for about four years. Yep. Uh, this trailer came to fruition about a year and a half ago, and uh, we're just getting ready to go full production nationwide on them. Nice. And I've seen trailers similar, like other companies that are making smaller trailers, and a lot of those. There's, you'd have to see this in person, guys. It doesn't compare. This thing is, it will literally stop you in your tracks. You have to stop and poke your head. And if they stop me and they're like, go ahead, climb in it, climb And I was like, oh, man, I, I want to go in it so bad. They have the built-in awning. Uh, even that's, a, that's a huge seller right there. If you can get out of the sun down there, you can get out of the rain and still be outside sitting around. That's, dude, that's huge. Even the detail on this, I'm looking at this storage rack here, and they even have a have a welded, uh, what would you even call this? A, oh, it's a storage rack. It's like storage. a wood rack or a storage but, rack for your bins. But, or. but they even have a design, you I know, a graphic design it. built in, you know, welded in, you know, as a punch out uh, with the same theme as the graphics package. I, I just It's really nice. All magic. the little details to this trailer, you can tell that I there's really nothing forgotten. You can take your own firewood with you now. Yep. Yep, you can carry everything you need to go off to go off grid and do what you want. Uh, this trailer is also woodless. There's no wood in this construction whatsoever, oh, that makes so sense. it'll never rot. Yep. It's uh, all aluminum frame with composite walls, and basically you're not going to rot this trailer out yep. no matter where you drag it. And if that's a little too much for you, if you don't need the in-law suite, you guys have other ones here. Yep. So yeah. a smaller version of it. Uh, it still it's is epic. Actually, the same size. It just doesn't have the tent and the awning on it. The boxes are identical. So this is this is the same thing. This is a Pando, same size bed. Uh, we do more of an internal galley on the back, so it's more of a teardrop style to where you can cook in the back. Well, when you pull that up, it's got it does. It's got a full kitchen back here. Yep, full kitchen, pull out stove, sink in it. Again, the hot water, the insta hot water shower. That's a, that's a huge seller to me. When yeah. we're down at the river, just I mean, to wash you, off. Yeah, when we're done kayaking and getting out of the river. River, just to rinse off is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it makes the world a difference, and it keeps the girls happy, so we can camp more. Amen. Well, That's yeah, the bottom line. Fish when you're going to yep. climb in here and go to sleep. It's nice to have you know, all the mud off you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Exactly. Randy, these are phenomenal, man. Where can they find him at down here? I call it the camper hall, but this is technically the, the Northwest Hall. Yep. Thirty-five twenty is the booth number. No, you got to get down here and see this. I'll, yeah, I'll I'm going to post some pictures up on our uh, on their R2 Pursuits Instagram page. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, for everybody to take a get down yeah, get down here. You got to get we down here and check that. these trailers. We appreciate out. that. This is our uh, this is our USA debut. We're built in Canada and we're just bringing them to the states. So yep. distribution is going to start in Arizona and then we're going to move nationwide into full dealer process. Is this something? Uh, where can they find you guys at? So on the web at offgridtrailers.ca. Uh, is where it'll start, and then you'll get redirected to my phone number, and we will distribute out of Arizona and get them out to the public. I can't wait, man. Uh, you know, there's seven of us. There's seven pro staff guys at Rutten River right now. Uh, at any given time, we have, you know, an eighth floater that helps us out a lot. I think the eighth guy now has to kick in the extra 30% if we all share and buy one of these. <laughs> I, I agree. But it's going to stay in my driveway. Yeah, I, I've got plenty of storage at my house. No, so. no, no, no. I know. No. You, I guarantee you'll have more fun with this than you've ever had in any RV out there. Now, even this one, the, I, I could throw kayaks up there. I don't have to have correct. rooftop tent. Nope. You uh, can put an inflatable boat racks. up there, bike racks, kayak racks. Whatever you want, it'll hold. We've had seven guys standing up there jumping up and down, so weight capacity is not an issue. No doubt. And these things, I mean, even to the, the diamond board and the diamond plate. Oh, they thought of everything. Yeah. It's, it's aesthetically beautiful for being a rugged camper. It's an off, yep, it's an off road trailer. That's It's got to look good. I mean, we like to look good when we show up, we right like on. to look good going home. But so. I tell you what, you're going to feel good staying yep. in one of these. I mean, it's it's like a little hotel room and in the can, back of your truck. What's impressive you can, is it's you can still pull it with a two inch ball it looks like yeah that's that's our basic setup and then we do a full rotating hitch also so the trailer can go 360 degrees and not affect the tow vehicle i love it nice. for some of these guys that have these these really nice snorkel tube yodas and stuff like that yep. yeah you can take them yep i can't wait i yep. can't wait to see this in the future guys sitting in my driveway <laughs> Randy, thanks man nice Thank meeting you, you guys thanks appreciate for the, the time. interview we You're appreciate welcome. it anytime